I think that if you don't have to buy right now and you're the incremental primary buyer, I suggest waiting. I think you'll get a better price to buy. And I think the market is too heated and not sustainable. Thanks for joining us for part two of our interview with housing analyst Ivy Zellman. If you haven't yet watched part one of our discussion with Ivy, in which she explains the major trends driving today's housing market and why she doesn't expect many of them to be sustainable for much longer, just head over to our channel at youtube.com slash Wealthian and watch it there first. It sets the context for the investment perspective that Ivy and I talk about in this video. And don't forget to support this channel by first liking this video and then clicking on the red subscribe button below as well as that little bell icon right next to it. If everyone watching right now takes these two simple steps, it really does help this channel reach a lot more people. Okay, let's get started watching part two of our interview with Ivy Zellman. These players which hold multiple houses, in many cases, hundreds or thousands of houses in their portfolio, dumping them on the market. And we've just seen the headlines with Zillow this week where you know they've got several markets where they are getting out of thousands of housing uh, houses all at once. Um, I don't think it's necessarily happening you know, the next day, but they're, they're, it looks like they're selling blocks of these houses you know, to another institutional investor for the most part. But you know, could we have sort of very sudden surprising repricing of markets as these large players move a big chunk of their inventory at once? Definitely possible. It's you know tough to say. We're we're in a seller's market right now. I mean, it, it is as strong as it's ever been. So the idea that they they they're going to sell homes at a loss just just my brain can't get around that. You know, it's just it, obviously they way overpaid. But, but that may be that may be the sign of a late stage. You know, well, bull market, it, to right? me, it's it, it's sort of the it's a harbinger of things to come. I mean, it's sort of recognizing how quickly things can change when it's not that primary owner or even that sticky second homeowner. These are these, these these companies are in the business of turning inventory to the iBuyer. So in this case, they overpaid. And in a seller's market, now they need to reduce their position because they're getting out of the iBuyer market because they basically said it's too volatile, it's too risky. And other iBuyers would say they just did a bad job. They they overpaid. They didn't have the economics, you know, lined up. So I think it, it does, from my perspective, signify the risks of what investors' presence actually incrementally can do to a market, both positively and now we're seeing some of the potential risk that they're now presenting. Um, as we think about affordability and we think about home price inflation today, there is true real demand out there right now. I don't want to under, you know, uh, paint a picture that it's under, you know, some type of pressure or we're seeing that affordability is is gone through the uh, is tanked and no one can afford to buy a home. People are buying homes. There's strong credit out there. There's people that have down payments, but a lot of them are are starting to get nervous that they're either buying at the peak, so you're seeing buyers taking longer to make decisions. You're seeing less multiple bids and you're also starting to see people that actually truly can't afford it because the monthly payment has been sequentially going up at a double digit pace combination of home price and mortgage rates. So by the end of 2021, we could be poised from third quarter to see monthly payments sequentially increase almost 20% at the current rate we're running. So there is primary demand, but we're really pushing right now at this intersection 
of rising home price inflation, risk of rising rates to really slow down things because affordability is really starting to get stretched. We're not there yet, and there is still primary demand, but it's clouded by all of what I call this non-primary demand. Right. You're seeing some of these these uh, storm clouds at least, you know, begin to appear yeah. on the horizon and, you know, to um, just the affordability levels. Um, you mentioned the specter of rising interest rates that could could change the game here. You talked earlier about supply, you know, potentially increasing dramatically and substantially in a number of these popular markets. Um, we didn't even talk about um, just the slowdown in general economic growth. You know, the country could go back into recession too. I mean, so there's there's just lots of potential storm clouds that could you know come into the horizon as well and maybe lead to a storm at some point in time here. So. Ivy, I, I really like, uh, I've got three hours left of questions for you. We don't have time. <laughs> so let's try to end on a little bit of a lightning round here. Um, and if some of these questions aren't, you know, completely fair, I'll apologize in advance. Um, but uh, looking looking out two to five years, um, uh, how worried about, you, uh, how worried are you about a, you know, meaningful correction in housing prices um, in, a material number of, of markets across the country, housing markets across the country. Not no, worried, I, very I, worried, what? Right, well, I don't wanna make a call, uh, anything that certainly variables can change. Our demographic outlook is very sobering. We certainly are concerned about the level of development, but if the development were to stop, so one of the best friends to the housing industry right now is the supply chain bottlenecks that are mitigating the ability to build as much supply as they'd like to. So it's a great regulator. So, and let's say the capital, all the announced capital, because only about 20% of it's actually been deployed, actually invested in the ground. Let's just say all that capital pulls back. It can change the dynamics of what the oversupply risk that we're, we're outlining could come to fruition. So it's very difficult to say. I'm more cautious than optimistic based on what I see on the horizon. But to, there's too many pieces of the call it um, the pie to really get comfortable to make a more definitive call, which is one of the beauties of our firm. So we have the ability through C-suite owners and operators in every part of the housing ecosystem, whether it be home builders, land developers, brokers, mortgage companies, multifamily operators, single family rental operators, every month we are aggregating from owners and operators their pulse of the market. So we check ourselves every month and we have quarterly reports that we know what's happening, allowing our clients and our, our industry executives to stay ahead of the curve. So making a call two to five years from now, it can change so considerably. But if I had to say I'm more cautious than optimistic, I think that would be how I would answer. All right. Very fair. And that was sort of why I apologized before we asked. No, it's OK. I can uh, take it. Bring it yeah. on, Adam, whatever but, you but, want. But more, more cautious than optimistic is helpful. And, and I, I should warn you, um, you seem to, you know, given how your business is structured, really have your finger on the pulse of what's going on. You said monthly readings and quarterly reports. We just may have to have you back on quarterly, maybe even monthly at some point to hear what you're hearing out there. Um, okay, almost last question. Um, how concerned are you, or not even concerned, but but what, what's the potential, the, li the likely potential for um, changes in the tax code to impact the situation here going forward? Um, you know, we see... Uh, you know, repealing the uh, the SALT deduction, you know, getting batted around uh, in D.C. a lot recently. Um, is that something that you're closely focused on or, or you don't think it's that big of a factor in the near term? 
you know, I'm, I'm um, admittedly a bit cynical about anything the government says they want to do um, with respect to tax policy, but it feels like tax policy would more, more likely hurt the housing market than help it from the perspective that we're going to see higher capital gain tax, we're going to see higher overall income tax, and maybe it's more skewed to the affluent, but it could result in more pressure in markets that are high cost states and markets that have high tax bases, because that those markets whether it forces people to live multi-generational or it just disincentivizes more incremental people to come to that state. You know, New York, for example, as much as I love it, I can never live here full time, just yeah. can't get my arms around the taxes. So yeah, you're like me in California. I, I mean, everybody in our states is fleeing for Texas or Florida or whatever. It's it's crazy as much as you believe that though, when you actually look at zip code or address change requests by the post office. In, this, in 2020, in the state of California, only 0.3% of California's population actually left the state. So it's it's definitely something happening, but not to the masses. Like, yeah, your friends are probably very affluent. People that can leave are leaving, but it's still a relatively small number. And I think that that small number will continue to likely drive more people to migrate out. But I don't know. It's not going to be the, you know, the majority. Okay. Okay. Good clarification. Thanks. Um, all right. And then um, just sort of in wrapping up here, you know, Wealthion is watched by people who are trying to basically protect and build their wealth, right? Um, we, we have a, a very uncertain future environment, both in the financial markets and as you've just done a great job here enumerating uh, in the housing market, right? There's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of reasons to be cautious, just as you said you are. Um, do you have any sort of parting advice for people, whether they're a homeowner or a prospective home buyer? Um, things that they should be keeping in mind as they either think about the housing that they own uh, or think about the housing that they want to buy going forward. I, I guess a few thoughts to think about, you know, personally, how I'd position myself is that if I have a second home that I'm really not using, and it costs a lot of money and I'm just not getting, you know, the time to really utilize with my family. Great time to sell right now. Great time to sell. Take advantage of it, whether it's primary or, or a second home. Right now, it is a seller's market and you will realize a significant return. And the people that actually stay put and the equity that they've accumulated, you know, it's a nice piggy bank to have. You know, they have a tremendous amount of equity, whether we see equity compressed, depending on the market. I think that there's a lot of um, opportunity just to have more safety with the equity that you've earned. So it's the incremental buyer we worry about, but those that are in the home right now as a primary resident, they definitely have more wealth creation because of all the equity they have built. And that's one of the, the better aspects of this cycle than prior cycles is that you know today the equity in the United States is you know 98%. You, know, you got 35% of Americans that actually don't even have a mortgage, which has been predominantly the case, but a lot more equity than we had historically. Um, if I'm investing, I'm, I'm trying to diversify away from just being long real estate and trying to look for alternatives to the stock market as well. So whether that's investing in alternatives um, within fixed income, trying to just make sure I don't have all my eggs in one basket. And my advice to consumers is if you're thinking about buying and you're not in a rush, you know, they, realtors joke, there's the three Ds of real estate because you'll in a recession, any economy, bad or good, you're going to always have transactions. But in a recession, you still have the three Ds, which Adam, I don't know if you know the three Ds. So I'll just tell you, you've got death, divorce, and default. 
And in good economies, you have a discretionary D and a diaper D, which is that buyer who needs more space because they're children. So I think that if you don't have to buy right now and you're the incremental primary buyer, I suggest waiting. I think you'll get a better price to buy. And I think the market is too heated and not sustainable. So I don't. I feel bad for the incremental buyer right now. I would wait if I can. Now, if you can't wait because you've got, you know, you're busting at the seams and you've got three kids and one on the way and you need more space, you got to move, you got to live somewhere. But I do think that there's um, patience will, will, will be a virtue in this situation. Okay, great. So time is on your side for those who can afford to wait here. Um, all right. And in closing, you, I believe, have a new book that's come out relatively recently. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Thanks for asking. Um, actually, it's a memoir called Gimme Shelter. And uh, after my favorite band, Rolling Stones, I wanted to have shelter or something to do with housing in the name. So um, I really wanted to tell a story that would inspire and pay it forward to people that are interested in pursuing a career in Wall Street. You know, I didn't come from a traditional background. I put myself through undergrad, going to night school and working as secretary and really uh, getting a job at Wall Street, uh, first at Solomon Brothers and then later Credit Suisse and being a housing analyst. So I really tell a lot about sort of my life trajectory and how I um, intertwine my family, having being a mother and still working. And, you know, as, as they say, trying to have it all, have your cake too, and how to navigate stories along the way. So hopefully, as I said, it's uh, inspiring. And uh, many people that have read it, I said, you know, made me think about my own career and the things that I've gone through. And so I've had some really fun conversations with people that have enjoyed it. So um, it's been a fun project. It took me a few years, but I got it done. Well, I got to say, look, um, having started my career on Wall Street uh, for a brief couple of years, uh, knowing that you went through Solomon Brothers Mortgage Division, I mean, that's like going through, you know, uh, front line of the Marines, you know, if you're serving in the military. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, just the fact that you made it through that uh, speaks an awful lot. And of course, you've had a you know, storied career uh, after all that. Um, where can people who are interested in taking a look at that book get it? On Amazon? Oh, it's uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and um, it's um, available, I believe, in a few other places, but I'm not sure. I have to ask him. No worries. Okay. Well, give me shelter. We'll put the title up here on the screen when we edit this. Um, so, Ivy, for people that have um, enjoyed getting to meet you through this video uh, and who are very much looking forward to having you come back on this program again in the future, uh, but in the interim, would like to follow you, learn more about your work. Where can they go? Well, actually, we have access to our, for our portal, just zelmanassociates.com and free access to our blog and other our newsletter. So come join us, you know, uh, log in and get access to our portal and then other services. You could just email Kim at zelmanassociates.com and hopefully we can uh, provide you some valuable insights. But there are some free aspects to the portal. Fantastic. Well, Ivy, this has just been a pure joy of a discussion uh, and you. extremely valuable and insightful. Thank you so much for coming on. And I really do look forward to having you on the program again in the future if you come back on. Thank you. I appreciate being on. Really have a great day. Appreciate it. We hope you've enjoyed this discussion with housing expert Ivy Zellman. Ivy was kind enough to provide a free download of the most recent housing bulletin her firm Zellman Associates has published. To get it, right now for free, just go to Wealthion.com Ivy or simply click the link provided in the description of this video below. But before you do, please don't forget to support this channel by hitting the like button and then clicking on the red subscribe button below as well as that little bell icon right next to it if you haven't already. All right, thanks for doing that. 
and thanks for watching.